When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Training Unleashed, the show that will help you design and deliver training that's off the chain and will make a difference. Now, here's your host, Evan Hackle. Hello, everyone, and welcome to what I think is an extremely interesting episode of Training Unleashed. Uh, first, I want to thank my sponsors, C-Suite Radio and C-Suite TV, who without them, I don't have a show. Of course, I appreciate all my listeners. Today, my special guest is Lee Carraher. She's the CEO of Double Forte, and we're going to have a really interesting conversation. Lee, my first question to you is, you think that the way people traditionally do leadership, senior management training is flawed. And so I'll put this in the positive. You have ideas on how to make it better. That sounds cool. Yeah. And I'd like to hear them. So I'm first going to tell you why I think it's flawed, and then I'll tell you how to fix it. So the problem I think that so much corporate America has with uh, training is that they send their high performers, they send their leadership, they send their management off to leadership training. And they go into a room and they listen to someone like myself or maybe yourself or whoever, and then they learn new great things and they get excited about it and they come back out and then they go talk to their teams and their teams are like, what are you talking about? What is this language you're using? So uh, I think that's flawed. Instead, I think teams should learn about leadership and management together. Um, and then because if you do, you have to choose to be led and you have to choose to lead. So um, when you are just acknowledge that from the beginning and then people can figure out how to move forward together. Uh, if we did that, we'd have so much less strife in the business world. So I, I think your comment is very interesting. And I, and I do agree. You send people out to training They've developed even new vernacular. And then they go out into the real world and these people go, who are these people? And they, they meet with resistance. And when they start to meet resistance, they move into old behaviors. Exactly. But I actually find a little different nuance. Please. And that is that real senior management doesn't take the training. Mm. And then they don't understand or get what the, the leadership team is doing because right. they're too busy. It's beneath them to go through the training. Do you see I that? Think you're absolutely right. Absolutely right. It's actually easier to do training in small to medium sized companies than I think that it is to large, like, you know, five, I'm going to say 5,000 or more because leadership's further down in the, in the weeds. 
that yeah. but the big leaders you know and you see this over and over and over again they sort of get to that point and then they're like i know you know i don't have time for the people that's the thing in my communication work i always talk about who people say who's our most important audience and usually they say the wall street journal and i say you're wrong the most important part audience is your employees it's your people because if they don't get it no one else is going to get it well, so um i agree with you though the senior senior leaders uh when you find the people who are willing you know hopefully you're in a place you've gotten to be a senior leader because you got something going on but things have changed so much the world has changed so much that we always need to be learning 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 um and learning how to connect and what matters to these people because motivation is different today than it was even 10 years ago five two years ago hello pre-covid yeah that's what it's all about i i i i told i totally agree um one of the things that i work with clients is how important it is to even get management period to yeah. take training that's going out to the regular people in the field right uh let alone let alone the, the leadership training mm -hmm. um so let's now delve into the the issue that you brought up which is you're training leaders, but you're not training the people they're going to be leading. Mm -hmm. How do companies actually do that? How do they train? Not how do they do it the wrong way? How do they do it the right, right way? Well, I think the right way is to start with a smaller group, right? I mean, I'm not saying that the, you know, having management understand what they're going to go through is a bad idea. Having, I mean, you definitely want buy-in from the people who are the leaders, either small or large or huge teams, whichever it is. However, um then you also want the people who work with them to go to have the vernacular to understand the concept to understand what where they fit into this you know like i would say the worst thing that anyone ever did was roll out okrs okay i mean you roll out okrs and you have a whole different you know the janitor's going what's my okr you know no right so interesting one, you say that because i would bet half the audience has no idea what an okr is and yeah as an example of how of the language right yes exactly or the kpis or whatever you want to call it right so kpis key performance indicators you know this is a whole other language of management that you know you could also i mean there's six sigma i mean the whole thing right so there's this whole other language but the whole company needs to be on the same page the janitor is as important as the manager is as important as the producer is as important blah 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 so how do you have the same language? So one, you got to establish that language. And then two, you got to co-create the language. So if you have training that says, this is the way it's going to be, managers go make it happen, you are doomed to fail. If you have training with managers say, this is the outcome we want to achieve, how should we do it? And say, okay, now you're going to talk with your smaller teams and you're responsible for bringing your people along and they go and say how are we this is our goal how should we do it giving a construct you're gonna have much better chance of actually of impacting change um, and having positive interaction around things so training that just gives things and doesn't ask people to participate in it is i think doomed to fail um, so, so, Lee, I just want to take a moment here mm -hmm. and recognize that you very elegantly stated my entire philosophy of leadership. Mm -hmm. And that is 
that people need to be involved in the development mm -hmm. of what is going to happen. That if you like, if you take things, simple things like strategic planning or tactical planning in an organization, if it's top down, people are going to all look at it and go, what, this is wrong. That's wrong. This is wrong. Mm -hmm. But when you go from the bottom up and you have everyone present the ideas of how to accomplish, hey, here are the big goals, which right. by the way, you want to adjust the goals, let us know. Right. And, but now how do we achieve them? And they tell you now. So much better. Total now it can happen. Total buy-in. Now it can happen, right? Yeah. Now it can happen. And I think that's, you know, so, uh, you know, command and control has a place. Command and control, which is, I tend to tell you what to do right this very moment. It is when it's someone's going to die or someone could die. That is when it has a place. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much doesn't have any place anywhere else, right? Um, and that is a big shift for, I'm the last year of boomers. That's a big shift for boomers. That's a, it's a big shift. Um, and I almost deep sixed my company because I didn't understand that shift <laughs> a few years ago. But um, it's a big shift. And when you just say, I don't know everything, but I, here's where we're going to go. Here's our purpose. Here's our mission. Here's where we're going. Here's the impact we're going to make in the world. How should we do it, guys and gals? Yeah. They and them, right? Um, first of all, oh my gosh, who doesn't want to freaking matter in their company? Who? Give me a person. Everybody yeah. wants to matter. And how do you matter? Is that you're being listened to and that, that your opinion is being heard. It doesn't mean that your idea is going to be implemented exactly the way you said, right? Because it's also no. part of management is to listen to lots of great ideas and then figure out a way forward. But the fact that you take the time to say, how are we going to get there? And just to sit and let other people talk. Oh my gosh, the more we can train leaders, managers, anybody to do this, the better off we're all going to be. So, Lee, you're very passionate about this. I am. Can you tell? I can tell. And I love <laughs> you're passionate about it. I also know your bio, and it doesn't seem to be what you actually focus on doing. Right. My company, right, is not that. <laughs> so true. <laughs> and, so, how did you how did you discover this? Yeah. So I've been, uh, you know, I was a fast riser early in my career and I've owned this company. I started this company almost 20 years ago after having started another company for a big multinational entity and then having had six and 700 people work for me, blah, blah, blah. So I've been in a leadership position for over half my career easily. Um, way more than that, I guess, easily. The, and the, my company, the public, I, what I'm an expert at, well, two things I'm an expert at are, one, my company is a public relations communications firm, which helps companies and people make, get on the map and get traction for their business or maybe solve a problem. It's always solving problems you know, get traction for a company, get traction for a product, come out of a crisis, that kind of stuff to build a good reputation. That's the company. But I run a business, right? Yeah. So I'm the CEO of the business and I need to lead my people to that promised land of delivering great results for a client. And you cannot do that if you're not a good leader. You cannot do that if you, I thought when I started my company, I only hired people who had 10 years of experience or more 
that's a long story, another podcast. Yeah. But I thought that I didn't have to tell them what to do. Big mistake, big mistake. You always, because they have, they knew, they knew how to do the work, but they didn't know what to do. There's very different thing, right? Work and doing. So, um, so then, uh, you know, I was known for doing great things, great big teams. People wanted to work for me. But when I started my company in 2002, I didn't hire anybody who was really younger than 32. In 2008, when everything went to crap in our economy and end of, um, you know, when every time that happens, you should look at your model. It could be just what uh, a bomb in your own company or in the economy and your local or whatever it is. And you should say, hmm, probably what got us to this moment in the model is not going to take us from this moment because something has fundamentally changed. So right this moment in 2022, both the pandemic and this war in Ukraine are both fundamentally shifting things so much. We should all go look at our business models. So I started hiring young people, which I had been known for in my last two jobs. I had over 500 people each who are under 30 in the last two jobs I'd had. And I said, oh, I don't have to worry about it. I knew exactly what to do. Well, <clears throat> my company almost went under <laughs> because <laughs> this is a whole new generation. Uh, these were millennials. And I did not understand that they were had a different point of view or a different expectation than the people I'd worked for before, which were boomers and Xers. My company almost, almost went under. I hired six. We're a small company. We've never been larger than 35. Um, I think we hired six. I know we hired six people within eight weeks and they were all gone in three months, Evan. And I never had that experience in my career. It was, a, it was and I think if they had eked out over time, I'd have been like, eh, whatever, they didn't work out. But they also left within three weeks of each other. And one of them we walked, but five of them quit. Like, what the hell? Excuse my language. So I was like, oh my God, something just happened. It was cataclysmic. And I really took it very personally. So I started researching, like, what the hell is going on? These what's what is a millennial? Didn't know. And um, everything was negative. Everything was negative about, and this is back in 2011, 2012. Oh, millennials are entitled. Oh, millennials are, you know, blah, 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 all this. And I said, you cannot have 80 million people who are entitled. It's, it's statistically impossible. So I basically just discarded everything I was reading. <laughs> like, it, it's not credible to me. So I'm gonna have to go figure it out myself because there is no, I don't find a guru so I can let, follow. Let me, let me add <clears throat> that I decided to do a lot of research on millennials and Gen Z mm -hmm. and everything I was reading was bad. Everything yeah. was, they're entitled, lazy, don't blah, 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 blah. Not blah. at all. And then I actually I plugged my own book on my own show. I wrote this book called Engaging Leadership Meets the Younger Generation. Oh my gosh. And what this I just book. <laughs> Millennials and Management. Nice. My first book. It's <laughs> my second book, but I'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> but 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 anyhow, and I know we both concur here. Yeah. They're an amazing if you understand oh, them. My God, thank God for millennials. Well, now they're 42. Thank God for millennials. I mean, this is why we have a future, right? Because these people. Yeah. But basically, I went out and I was like, I'm going to have to do my own research. I'm going to figure it out. So we did trial and error at my company for probably a year-ish. And then all my clients, the P double forte PR clients, are having the same issue. Well, in my role in the company, I'm working with the CEOs, CMOs, those people, right? And, and I meet with them probably quarterly. I'm like, what's going on? How can I help you? What's wrong? And they were all complaining about the same thing. 
So I just brought what I learned from my small company to the larger company and said, what about, have you tried this? Have you tried that? Have you tried this? Here's my recommendation on that. And they just said, Lee, you need to write a book. And I said, who's going to listen to my book? Who's going to read this book? I run a teeny weeny PR firm. You know, Lee, write the damn book, write the book, write the book. And um, so I did because uh, the, actually I was meeting, <laughs> you know, like this, Evan, I was meeting with um, my publisher who was in Boston about something totally different. And we got interrupted by a millennial chaos ensued. And then I gave her some ex examples and she said, I will publish that book. And I'm like, what book are you talking about? You know, this millennial book that you have. I'm like, I don't have a book. <laughs> but that's how I got the first deal because I was helping this publisher with her millennials. So that's, and so basically, you know, when you, when you are a leader of any company, you're a leader, you have things to share. What works in a pizzeria probably works in a PR firm, probably works with engineers, as long as you understand the dynamics. And so um, that's why I wrote these books. Um, and I still run my PR firm because yeah. in the end, Evan, it's all communication. It's all communication and intent. And if you can be clear on your intent and communicate it, one, you can lead well, and two, you can have a great business. Well, it's, it's interesting to me because one of my theories in life is that feedback is the most valuable thing. Tortle Training's Learning Matter experts are passionate about designing effective solutions that move the needle. Whether your organization needs development of e-learning courses, instructor-led training, or assistance with creating optimized electronic versions of employee handbooks, our team can help. To learn more, visit tortle.com slash learning dash development. Giving honest feedback. Feedback yeah. is a gift. <laughs> She's for the people listening. She just pulled out a chapter in her book. Chapter nine of my first book. Feedback yeah. is a gift. It's actually my, I'm going to interrupt you. It's my shortest chapter. It's like four pages. And yeah. the editor's like, you need to make the chapters the same length. I'm like, I got nothing more to say. That's all I have to say. Feedback is a gift. <laughs> it is a gift. And I, I think the older generations, and you know, I, I use this and I know you'll this because we're pretty much the same mm -hmm. age, but uh, is the, the Darren from Bewitch. Um, you know, always Larry Tate, whatever Larry Tate said, he yeah. did. Never questioned it, never argued it, and desperately didn't want to lose never. his job. And that older generations are, you know, shut up and be respectful, keep your opinion to yourself. And the younger generations absolutely um, are willing to share feedback, particularly when you ask. Yeah. And, and it is a gift. It and is it such makes a gift. It makes, it makes companies great if people yeah. are open to it. Yeah. And that's part of what we need to teach in older generations so true. is how to be open to receiving feedback and not being um, insulted by it. Right. And yeah. that's the thing, how not to be insulted by it, particularly I found is very, and I don't see this as much today as I did probably 10 years ago when the world, you know, Twitter changed the world, right? My yeah. business started before Twitter. Now half of our business is on Twitter. You know, um, and really how communication changed when Twitter came to life. I mean, for, we were all, you know, I use fax machines 
and yeah. phones. Remember a phone? <laughs> I remember a phone. I also remember when a fax machine was $800 yeah. when $800 was a right. lot of money. And a lot of money, right? And then uh, you really had two ways to communicate people. You could talk to them or you could write a memo. Yes. If you write a memo today, it looks so different from the memo you would have written when I started my career. Because we I'm trying write to remember things. the last time I got a memo. Right. When did you write a memo? Yeah. Because email, texting, social media, Twitter, I mean, there's so many avenues to talk to people now. And you need to be able to communicate natively in each of those um, me in each of those um, platforms, right? You yeah. know, when Malcolm Glad, you know, the medium is the message kind of thing. Uh, it's very complicated. And um, now you would write a memo upside down. You would put the conclusion in the first line. So when people look at it on their phone, they're going to go, okay, I'm going to scroll once. Okay, this is what this is about. I'll keep reading. Because if you write the how we used to write memos, allow me to make a dissertation. And at the end, it would be <laughs> the conclusion. Here's my recommendation. Now we write emails. My recommendation is this. Read below for more, you know. Um, but how you communicate has, has changed so much. Now, people had to learn how to do that, right? And there are a lot of people who did not learn how to do that. And they didn't get, they didn't get to keep their jobs when everything was going topsy-turvy in 2008. And then again in, 2000, in 2002, and then 2008, and then 2020, you know, kind of stuff. What we need to get people to, anybody of any age to learn new, you know, what communicates. And then everybody, feedback is a gift to everybody. Oh yeah. Right. Learning to take feedback from someone who's younger than you, very humbling for someone my age. Very humbling. It's important not just in business and personal your personal life. In life. Yeah. Yeah. And also for young people, not just to imagine that they know everything, <laughs> but yeah. to also learn from people who've been around the block a few times. Um, and I do think the the more we can are in a place where we can, and it's really the flattening of the organization, uh, even if you have different titles, but that, and this is really the concept, everybody matters. No one is hiring someone just to sit around. You yeah. hire someone, you're paying people to do a specific role that has hopefully a positive impact. So or I, you get I, rid of them. I want to share something with you and I want to see what chapter of your book it's in. Get uh, ready to flip. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things that I talk about in my book is the importance to listening to why someone is right versus why they're wrong. Absolutely. And I believe, I believe that we are trained to listen to why people are wrong. Mm -hmm. Consequently, we're always defensive. So we're listening to how we're going to get blindsided, what's wrong. Mm -hmm. So I talk about how do you listen for the kernel of truth? Maybe Ooh, they're all I right. Maybe they're partly right. But I'm looking to assume, I assume that they're right. I'm yep. listening to agree. And almost always, even if I don't end up fully agreeing with everything, can find part of what they've said that's amazingly valuable that can build upon my thoughts mm -hmm. and my ideas. And I love it, that. Not only do you not know, have a chapter on that, but I will next time. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a chapter on how to solicit input 
when you have an opinion that you think is going to be different. So maybe it's the same kind of thing. But chapter five of my first book, Soliciting Input, do have a chapter on that. And that having the mindset that someone can contribute to your idea, that your idea can be improved. If you have the mindset, whoever you are, and this is probably hardest for leader, you know, senior, senior leaders. If your mindset is my idea can be improved or my idea alone is not enough. Yeah. I can only make a good decision with as much input and you give yourself a timeline uh, as possible. That's, you know, well, you this, can, this and brings, there's a lot of data on this. Th- there this is so much around, research on this. This brings us full around to the beginning of our conversation, mm-hmm. which is when you go out to the team right, and you say to the team, how do you solve this problem? Mm-hmm. And you empower them to give ideas and contribution from the real world that people are really going to do it. You're really empowering them. You and, and you're back in the, not just, I mean, I think the empower, empowering is a, is a challenging word in many places, but it shows dramatic. It just shows incredible respect. Yes. The more you can demonstrate your respect and trust in your people, the more they're going to want to follow you, yeah. period. Which also brings us around to your whole comment about leadership training Mm -hmm. and that it's about both sides being in the Mm -hmm. experience. So both sides know how to participate, which I think makes great sense. I think that's the piece. Never present training as fully cooked. Yeah. So now we're going to shift gears. Okay. And we're going to give you time to tell us about you and your company. Okay. You're clearly a bright person who's a real giver. Thank you. Uh, but there are people I'm sure that would love to know about what your company does, who your kind of sure. clients are, you know, who the people, you know, oh, I should reach out to Lee. So Double Forte, we're a national, independent national public relations and strategic communication agency. We have hubs now in San Francisco, Wisconsin, and New York. And we work with companies pretty wide ranging from consumer lifestyle companies. So food and bill, health and wellness, sports and fitness. Uh, professional services firms, so dentists and uh, marketing firms and training, you know, that us, you know, us. And then three is consumer technology, Uh, technology that real people use. So nothing pretty deep here. You wouldn't hear enterprise technology coming out of our mouth ever, but apps and online services, that kind of stuff. And uh, if, and all sizes from the startup to like the mid cap, that's really where we're great. uh, we've been, this is our 20th year. Can you believe that? So we've made it through all those. Think, about all, the, think, about, the, think about all the changes in those 20 Oh years. my gosh. Like I said, I started the agency before Twitter. So before there was social media, before, you know, I mean, before. There weren't apps when you started your agency. Uh, I don't even know. No, I had a Blackberry. I was the last person I think in San Francisco to get rid of my Blackberry. I love my Blackberry so much. <laughs> Um, you know, when they can't, when they canceled BlackBerry, when they turned it off, which had been like eight or nine years since yeah. they had it, there were still 350,000 people using Blackberries, which, uh, which I couldn't use my BlackBerry. The reason I couldn't use my BlackBerry is because as a communication professional, I needed to be on the most current communication platform. And um, so I had all the same apps and I had all the same native um, tools. Yeah. Um, so that we could advise. I mean, the worst thing you could do is the PR firm goes, you should be on Snap. And people go, I bet you're not on Snapchat, Lee. Yeah. No, here I am on Snapchat. There you go. Um, 
because staying current is so important in our business, staying relevant. Anyway, so that's what we do. We help our, we help our clients get on the map, uh, solve their business problems. There is no PR problem, another podcast. There's only bad business problems that need to be solved and then communicated. Um, and then we help them both, not only with you know, external communication, but also internal communication. And really in the last two years, we've done a lot on recruiting communication. How do you convey that your job is interesting? Uh, and in the last two years, that's been um, an increasing part of our business. And we basically start with rewriting every job post ever. So I, I really appreciate you talking about internal communication, mm -hmm. because I think it's something that people ignore. Entirely. They, they, they assume. They assume. Yeah. And you know what that does, Evan? Yes. Yes. And that's why we always tell our clients, Evan, oh, our most important uh, our most important constituent is so-and-so. No, no, no. Your most important constituent is your people. You know, it's it's interesting you bring this up because I thought about this earlier, but there wasn't a time to say it, but I think the time is now. You know, a lot of people talk about net promoter score and how important mm -hmm. it is. But when you do a net promoter score of your employee, mm -hmm. it is the leading indicator of net promoter score for your consumer. Right. So the reason people like net promoter score is that it's a very big indicator of the direction of your business. Yep. But the real early warning is your employee net promoter score mm -hmm. and how do your employees feel? So Absolutely. I, you have an amazing offer. It's a yes. different offer. Yes. Um, I've given, you know this, but my audience doesn't know. I've given you a little extra time to explain it. Because I think there are going to be a lot of people that are going to want to take advantage of it. And this is one of the most generous offers we've ever had on the show. So, so with that well, build thank up. You for that. I appreciate it. So one of our goals at Double Forte is to help women and people of color become more noted as experts in their fields. Not to make them experts, but to take advantage, you know, the experts who are already in their field to actually get noted for it. Because... Um, over 70% of the people who are who are quoted in the media, television, radio, print, online, are men. And in the first 10 minutes of a, you know, in the first 10 minutes, or the, or we used to call it above the fold, uh, it's actually 90% are men. But of course, in most businesses, there are many more women than 30% who are experts in their field. And we feel strongly, and there's a lot of data on this, that women really won't um, change the uh, pay gap and change the talent gap until they change the say, we call it the say gap, because agendas are made by the media. When you say, oh, why are you important? Because you have your own TV show, Evan. I want to be on TV. Or you have your own podcast. Well, when you, when women, um, so training women how to do this. And, and in general, in our agency, 20 years old, run by women, most of our people are women. We've actually trained way more many men then we have women uh, with our clients. So we're on a mission to train 5,000 you know, accomplished women, managers and up, to be great spokesperson for themselves and for their companies. And we're doing this for free. We're about halfway there. We've done about 2,600, 2,700 women now in the last two years. It's a, and we can't go in and do an eight hour session with everybody, but we can do is do a two hour um, uh, training, two and a half hour training, with you and your team or you um, and your nonprofit. If it's a business, it's not free. But if it's a nonprofit organization or a, uh, an association of women or BIPOC people, 
um, who want to learn how to do this for themselves, we will come and show you exactly what to do to get quoted by the media. Because when you are quoted by the media, your star rises, your, your income rises, your gravitas rises, and you have many more options in your career. So we will do this training for any nonprofit group or association for free. Just email me, lcaraher at double-4k.com. You're going to have to spell your name. L-C-A-R-A-H-E-R at double, D-O-U-B-L-E hyphen forte, F-O-R-T-E dot com. Yeah. We'll do it for you because we're, and we've now done this for two years and probably every month I get two or three emails. It's a lot of work. The reason we have an agency is because it's a lot of work what we do. Yeah. But you can do this stuff. You can do it yourself. You can go, we help, we show people how to go advocate for themselves at their, you know, senior leaders like, why aren't you quoted? Why aren't you quoted on your topic? Well, you know, there's a man. Well, go to your PR team and say, I'm ready to be a spokesperson on these topics. Here's where I can be a great contributor. Here's, I'll write three street articles. We show people how to do this so that they can go advocate for themselves and be advocates for their company and for their own careers. I think this is absolutely amazing and wonderful service. Uh, the fact you're offering it for free is, is great. And I hope lots and lots of people take advantage of it. I hope so too, because I think that it's a game changer for all of us. Yeah. And, you know, I'll say this as a person who publishes at least three or four articles a month, who's has a podcast is a guest on a podcast um, speaks publicly all the time. Once you figure it out, it's simple. It's just figuring it out. It's a uh, lot of work to go up that mountain to be ready. And then yeah. once you're ready, this goes. Yes. It's easy. And it, it just success to get success. Yeah. And, okay. My last question, the yes, one sir. that all my listeners wait for at the end <laughs> <laughs> and the ones that are listening now, you're the ones I'm talking about is we always ask every guest, if you had one piece of advice to share one tip, what would that one tip be? So what is your one tip? Just listen, listen to what people have to say. Don't jump in and just assume, just listen to what your people have to say, find out what matters to them, help them get where they want to go. And then if you're doing media, listen to the question that's coming and then answer that question the right way. For your for your own benefit, not for that person's benefit. Well, I love the tip. And I said, I sit here and I listen to you and I think about politicians and questions asked. It just amazes me how often they do not answer the question. I mean, <laughs> like, I mean, they couldn't get jobs in the real world. Uh, I yeah. mean, don't get me started. I mean, this is why we don't do public affairs work because um, I can't stomach it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I do, I do think that you make a very good point. People don't listen enough. They like to hear themselves speak. They do. Uh, so we are out of time. Uh, Lee, you're a great guest. I really appreciate having you on board. Appreciate your offer. I want to thank my listeners. Without you, I don't have a show. And of course, I want to thank, thank my friends at C-Suite TV and C-Suite Radio, which are uh, just absolutely amazing sponsors of the show. And everyone have a fantastic day. Training Unleashed is brought to you by Tortal Training, specializing in e-learning and interactive online training solutions 
for corporate, government, nonprofit, and franchise organizations. Tortal makes effective training easier. Just go to tortal.net to gain access to real world tools that can make a difference. That's tortal.net. T O R T A L. Tortal.net. This podcast is a part of the C Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>